0: You pay off!
1: And welcome to the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. I am joined by three other QPR fans to discuss the issues of the week, as they say. So, um all four of us are the four who founded the podcast. So to my right is Paul Finney of Independent Oz. Alright. First appearance of two thousand and seventeen. It is indeed the,
2: I, I feel like I haven't seen you guys for ages. It's no, been it's I know, been, it's been oh, great. All right. I was gonna say I've missed you, but alright.
1: Um, So the rumours of you moving on in the transfer window are unfounded and you're here to stay and you wish to reaffirm your commitment to the podcast tonight.
2: David, I'll be honest with you, and I mean this, I've enjoyed my time at the podcast. Obviously, you know, with a a dog and two cats to think about, you know, you have to think (laughs) of your future and if another offer comes in or some pretty great chum, then I might You've got to look after your family. You've got to and, and, you know, if, if I don't want to leave, don't get me wrong, but if an offer comes in, then... You have to consider it. It's, uh, you're it's not going to go on strike, are you? It's, it's tricky. Like
3: but if
1: the celiac show come calling, yeah, then yeah. you
3: can You got to <laughs> oh, consider everything. I've heard the Chelsea podcast want an alternative voice. There's always <laughs>
2: someone that goes too far. a to joke isn't there. There's always one that goes too far. <laughs> How long do you reckon that lasted? The Chelsea podcast seriously about three seconds.
1: I don't know, maybe maybe we should find out one day. And, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the dulcet tones of the uh, Portuguese dreamboat, the uh, Robbie Williams of the boy band here, uh, Chris Mendez. Hello, thank you, Hello, I'll take Chris. that, Robbie's doing well at the moment.
2: Which stage of Robbie Williams though, is that what his, his, his porky use? No, oh, sort okay.
1: of first phase, take that, oh, no, maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> also your first appearance of 2017 it is good to be back after three wins in a row glory hunter so your boss kept you late at work last week didn't I he? i know yeah
3: yeah doing boxing work um but you know you, you're here now yeah now
1: yeah has a podcast come in for you Hey, eh? There's a podcast come in for
2: you uh
3: may have had some interest from china but oh, i okay. don't want to get into it
2: it's just, we'll talk later in the pub
1: yeah and last and least uh yeah thanks for that from uh only joking from bt sport <laughs> Chris Charles hello
4: hello I have been on the podcast you so you didn't say any rubbish no, about me
1: no okay um, are
2: we, are we, anyone, no, but someone might have been a bit for, I mean before be fair Chris has got the best voice amongst us all to be fair the most the, the most, yeah, the yeah. most professional down to earth he's the
1: experienced broadcaster sorry? so has anyone come us. in for you like
2: BT Sport or something <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah what, the, what, the place where I actually work I mean <laughs> yeah
2: you could do the games, you could do the premiership games. They're awful, aren't they? I mean, Michael Owen, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he works for You really, you really
3: expecting me to answer that. <laughs> they, they got a good host. Yeah. Who's that? Mark <laughs> Pugatch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But Michael Owen's dreadful, isn't he? I mean, he makes Philip Neville look really, really good. Anyway, anyway
3: shall we get on with
0: the podcast?
1: Yeah, let's get on with the yeah. podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at QPRPod. Uh, listen to all our old episodes at qprpod.co.uk. Follow us on Facebook. We have an interview coming up a bit later uh, with Leroy Rosinha, um, who played for both clubs ahead of Saturday's fixture against Fulham. Um, But before that, we've got plenty to talk about. First of all, thank you for the beers to Andy McDonald. You can go on our website and you can buy us the beers each week. Um, So thank you, Andy. But he has a personal story to tell, and and he emails in. Andy emails in. Hi guys, I said hello to Paul Finney on the H and C Palmer Smith and City Line on Sunday. Couldn't believe it. I thought I recognised the voice. Would love to have had a proper yarn with him. Presumably he couldn't get word in address. Uh, Listen to the podcast every Tuesday without fail. I'm from New Zealand, currently living in London. My father, born and bred Kiwi, grew up loving Stan Bowles watching him on TV and so we have followed QPR ever since I've organised 24 all Kiwis of all of us to go to the Fulham match this Saturday wow Uh, I'm available that's pretty good I'm up for
2: that transfer
1: Um, purchased (laughs) all the tickets in the R block for a lot of them it's their first live English football match hoping them to will become hoping them they will become Become. QPR supporters enjoy the beers cheers Andy see what happened I always visit my mum in St Mary's as you do
2: and when they're in there like um <laughs> they're good if they're not yeah. um and this guy comes on with the qpr top thing and my lily is going like oh for god sake, he's 15 now she's getting to that age don't speak to him don't mention qpr you just embarrass me and i look stupid like well no one knows you how's that gonna work anyway she's say nothing all right say nothing so i'm sitting there under my breath going you are. So like, oh, that but i didn't hear anything she's going, oh my god so in the end and he said, oh, "Are you fit for the podcast?" And I was like, "Yes." And she wouldn't let me talk to you, <laughs> so he probably thinks I'm very strange. So I apologise, Andrew, for that. But how was
4: she after he said that? Was she, she was he...
2: mortified. Someone in her school has asked her, "Said so is your dad Paul and she Went, "No, not me. Somebody <laughs> else." <No." laughs> she's just like, "No, don't." Emb- a, uh, who would
4: I, ask her that? I'm presumably a QPR fan. Yeah, and there this is. is.
2: You're in her school, but she's like, "No, it's not different." But Irish guy, sports QPR. <laughs> yeah, different dad, and uh, she's embarrassed by me. I don't know why. God, so no idea, they, I, have loved, I love a Would <laughs> anyone game. be embarrassed to you? But even even I went to Belfast in the weekend. at the airport, and some guy was like, "Oh, you you are from the QPR podcast." He went over to see Glentoran as well. Has, um, your, has your daughter got any? I mean, he's touting
3: for that transfer, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> has, has, <laughs> you, has your daughter got any friends who support Chelsea?
2: Jesus, what is up with you in Chelsea today? <laughs> Jesus, have you, like De Costa, whatever it is, agent or something, going to China with him or something? Um, yes, time for the R's yet She has. <laughs> she, yeah, she, fair enough. She, her best friend, who is a fella. No, and he's fifteen. Is actually having a trial with QPR, but he's a Chelsea fan. What? Oh,
1: oh. Yeah. We'll there's time on. for him. Should we actually move on to QPR? Thanks, Andy. But thanks, for Andy, for
2: saying hello anyway. I'm sorry I couldn't speak, to but as an embarrassment to my daughter.
1: Um. So, <laughs> Thursday's game. Brilliant. Thursday's game. So we sit here on Monday night. Uh, four, four days on. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Five days on. Four days on. Um. What a great result. Who would like to talk first?
2: Can I just say something first about that game? Uh, all, th- all three of you. Could anyone work out the formation when you saw the team sheet and think mm, it's interesting?
4: Not really, yeah. but I haven't been able to do that much this season at all, to be honest. I
3: it, didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really look at the team sheet. I just, I just get sick of people moaning about it on Twitter. So I just thought I'd just watch it um, from the you know, start of the game, and it was great. Pretty much all the way through, they didn't cause us any trouble at all. I think it, it played in our favour having it on a Thursday this on this occasion because the crowd there was not much atmosphere so being at home for them I didn't think it really played to their advantage um, yeah I but thought that's that not, it's like when we yeah. played on the Thursday yeah. the, the same thing but that's not to take any way, anything away from QPR's performance I thought it was like the best we've played all season apart from the first game of the season
2: I thought the me personally I looked at it and thought Oof. and you're right you go on Twitter and everyone's negative I don't put, I'm not posting for a little while on Twitter because I'm fed up arguing people so I'm just reading it that's not true
1: you're so obviously going to post on Twitter no. r- on a regular basis
2: I know, but let, let me just be a bit.
1: <laughs> Okay, fine.
2: Um, fine. And I, I actually think we broke them down brilliantly. Our pressing was superb. This and
4: is, Yeah, I mean, what, this is the high-pressing game that was promised uh, the
0: Jimmy F- Jimmy by Floyd. Jimmy Floyd.
2: But Holloway, I mean, and not only that, high-good is Hall in that interchangeable position.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let me get this right. This is he's in midfield when we have the ball yeah. and in central defence when we don't have the ball. Yes, so that's, that ba- right?
2: that's basically it. Yeah. He's I- playing the Steve Morrow rule. <laughs> no, It's working, it?
3: How good is Wozniak? Hmm.
2: Polish Pele. Yeah. <laughs> Sh- Showek, I think it is.
3: You, oh, is that? Oh, well, is I just, think well, so. I, I, I don't I've know. been speaking to my Polish friends and I'm not sure. Oh, right. Well, you, well, <laughs> what are did you they well, say. <laughs> no, I'm take? only joking. What what you you <laughs> oh, <I see. laughs> he hasn't got any friends.
2: But, uh, <laughs> he, but he's doing the stuff that we haven't <laughs> had for a while. He's actually getting into really good positions, looking up and putting it to blue and white hoops. Yeah. I mean, he did. He, he was doing that. Not on
4: Thursday. He was doing that earlier on in the season, to be fair. Um, he had a little spurt three or four games, but what happened was he'd sort of play well and then mysteriously be taken out again. And then he'd be put in. So, but he's getting a run of games now, and I think that's, that's really helping him. And I mean, if they gave out awards for the player of the year now, then, then he'd have it nailed on,
2: I think. Well, no, Smithies would win it.
4: Well, no, for, as, in, as in 2017. The, yeah, the yeah, last of it, yeah. yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Player of the calendar, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see two young players performing well. Darnell Fernlong coming back into the team and Ryan Manning who it seems he's been doing really well since he came into the team
2: Wait, do you know what and that, that there's, a, there's a lesson for any youth team player with young Ryan because a few weeks ago he was told it might not work for him at QPR. <laughs> so the lesson
1: can... is stick <laughs> it out and the manager will change sooner or later <laughs> <laughs> yeah because
2: the, the, the Ian yeah, it? Holloway was actually a big defender of him Said, so well, let me, let me see what he's like first and he's had faith in him he's gone in so just shows you
4: I like the way they call him young Ryan you sounds a bit like Brian Clough there <laughs> Jesus um, <laughs> did, didn't
2: they? It did a
4: little bit, yeah. But he's had three wins. That pass on Thursday. Oh. Fabulous, like I, I don't baller. even get
1: I love, the argument That it wasn't a pass it's, There's no way That was a
4: The commentary said um, You know f- Fell rather fortuitously To I, Jamie Mackey or I noticed similar. that
3: It was Danny Higginbottom what? And it was completely wrong It was like a no look pass And he just missed. And the mis- reading
1: Twitter feed Said something uh, like Fortuitous no. girl Shot Scuffed yeah. shot Really Fell to Mackey Something like that No but oh, yeah. I
4: mean, Manning now—that's three starts, three wins. He's sort of like Jack Rodwell in reverse, isn't he? Really? <laughs> um, so I think we've got to got to keep playing him, whatever. But I, and I, as I said last week, and you know, after his first couple of games, there was a few murmurings in the crowd, saying, you know, because he misplaced the pass, we did this and that. As I said last he's, week, you just got to give, yeah, give him time. Seems to be a passer. are the kind he's, of he's playing.
1: You, the, he's he's playing the Peyton Manning role, it, yeah. <laughs> potentially. <laughs> yeah, pun number one. Yeah. It's
3: ridiculous off. that you know a few moans and groans when a young player misplaces a pass. They're the kind of things you expect from young players. You have just have to give him enough games to adjust. Well,
2: exactly. Yeah, but that's modern football, isn't it? It's like mash. It's got to be instant. You've got to be instantly brilliant, instantly wonderful. But some players can take years to develop, and. You better better it with him, but he looks like he could be a wee gem if he gets his chance. Of course, there's rumours that we're talking about Morrison coming into that, and I I guess that'll be the position if we do sign him that he'll fill. That'll be an interesting one. Well, I hope not.
4: Um, It's it's weird with Morrison because two weeks ago, if you you know when we were on that dreadful run, I said he was coming back. I'd have snapped your arm off because I thought you know we just we just desperately lacking that creativity. But now on this winning run, not so sure. What you, you're, you're still
1: going to need players like that. Yeah, aren't no, I know. Is he, know. Is but he a I mean, good Well This
4: is this is what I'm coming to. Right? It's more a case of it, the, the spirit looks good. Everyone seems to be playing for the manager now. We've got carted out all the people who are on the big money. I um, just wonder whether Morrison coming in might sort of upset the apple cart a bit. Oof.
1: What? Um, I don't really have an answer. No, I mean,
4: I mean, I don't either. I mean, because he might be good. I never heard anything of any dressing room unrest caused by him. No, that was completely um, I mean, insane.
2: He is completely. Yeah. In, there's no. There's no question about it. The lad is absolutely insane. Right, but it's why lawyers that, are watching, um, yeah. listening, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's maybe not. A, and but then that'd be down to how Holloway can control that, and 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 well, Holloway that. seems to
1: be a pretty good judge of character, doesn't he? Be- like almost a better judge of character sometimes than he is of ability, and uh, and he's not the sort. Mm-hmm. He hasn't got a particular track record of importing bad eggs, no. has he? We've got to give Les
4: Ferdinand a bit of credit as well. I know he's taken a bit of stick over the last six months, most of which I think probably been unjustified. Um, And I mean, I know he doesn't pick the team, but we had four youth players starting, um, uh, not two starting, two coming on on Thursday.
1: Although he got told he was binned out a couple of weeks ago, wasn't he? Manning? Is that Ryan Manning?
2: Well, by by who? (laughs)
1: the regime.
2: Well, no, just, I think it it was common knowledge he was told that his future may lay elsewhere. Why was that, though? Because they didn't... I don't know, I wasn't there. No, Um, no, I
4: just just mean, I wonder, did they not see
2: enough in him, or... Moments changed lives. He had a sliding door moment,
1: I guess. Um, But Holloway (laughs) came
2: in and said, I'll give you a go. And I guess that just shows you the the nature of football. Like anyone's...
1: I've never heard you sort of quote, uh, like, Gwyneth Paltrow cultural reference before but here we have it this is you for a 2017 a worry,
2: but I mean to be to be fair yes I mean those kids I mean the, these guys take years in the process it's not just often it's done in six weeks six months or no. a year it's, it's quite a long development and at last we've got some kids coming through that can only be a good thing oh, for the club as a whole and, and it, got, we always take more pride in her on don't we
4: exactly uh, I, I mean you've got uh, this Kakai as well and and easy I've probably pronounced all of those wrong but, um, no I don't think so um and and then we got uh, the guy who went to um uh, Barnsley uh, Cole we'll call him i mean we got we got some money for him didn't we yeah
1: yeah yeah and uh, Comley who who I don't know much about fantastic him. QPR career this season he came back for about 10 seconds and went out on loan again didn't he
2: but that's the nature of these kids. I mean, yeah. I mean if you remember, like, I mean, you talk about sliding doors moments, Les Ferdinand, of course, was called the Turkey. Everyone knows that. And, yeah. You know, his, his career before that wasn't very glamorous at QP and it wasn't looking like it was going to work right. out. So it just shows you, if you, you know, I'd rather take punts and people like that than Alexis Sandro and stuff and Leroy Fur. I think we're in, in a different page now, thank totally. God. Well, well I of think- course,
1: it, it shows, sorry, Chris, it shows um, that Steve Gallen must have been doing something right with the youth system that he developed because all these players, these were all his players, right?
2: Well, I think Manning was Redknapp's if I'm right. If I'm being honest, I think Redknapp signed him. Um, But most of all, but then, you know, I get accused of being embarrassed towards a gallon, so I'm saying nothing, but um, he was sacked for not bringing players through and, and lo and behold, the players are coming through. I guess that's sold to law.
3: It's good. It's good to see. I think Holloway's finally putting a stamp on the team. And he said after the game against Reading, that, uh, he felt there was a couple of players that didn't want to be at the club and he was glad he was kind of like he felt kind of relieved to get them out of the way so I know it's quite easy to say that after a brilliant away win but um, hopefully you know, things start to improve carry on improving
2: wonder what wonder what's what's Sandro thinking and what was his time at QPR I wonder what he's going to what will Sandro's memory be from
3: QPR apart from look at his bank balance he's a great record in the League Cup yeah I was going to say yeah yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. See, who are these bad eggs? There's not Niam Niams. Well,
1: uh, to...
4: I mean, the bad eggs, that that was a Joey Barton thing. That was in, in his era, wasn't it? Like he was talking about then. I think That we, was I Barton think, and
1: Tarapt, wasn't it? I, yeah. Play think, with the bad. Right.
4: Well, no, Barton was the one who said, he, he was the one who coined the phrase. So, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting, he wasn't unless he was that, talking about
1: himself. Well, no, quite often one deflects the responsibility elsewhere, don't they? Maybe. Just because Joey Barton coined the phrase doesn't mean he wasn't a bad egg. No. But I think he meant to rap, didn't he?
2: I think the Joey Barton the players for these different than Joey Barton we had.
4: Yeah, I mean he's scoring three kicks to start with. Yeah,
2: and well, a he... lot of people wanted him back at Rages Street away afterwards. I oh, get him back. We should have got him back after Glasgow Rangers. I Rages. think we... he did score
4: two free kicks for us, didn't he? I might find memory serves, but maybe or was it one?
1: Okay, well we've got to get on with our interview now. Um, so we are playing Fulham. On Saturday, and we have a man who has played for both clubs in the uh, mid to late '80s on the line. Now is Leroy
0: Rosinia.
4: Hi, Leroy, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. What are you up to these days? Uh,
0: all, I work for I, I well, freelance uh, media, but I do a lot of work for the Premier League channel. I do the lots of live telly. Been doing that for seven years. Doing the do five days a week of live programming and production there. So I've been there seven years now.
4: Yeah, I miss you on the on the Football League show actually, because um, that that once that switched over, you were a regular on there, weren't you?
0: Yeah, well, I was, did that for six years. That was that was hard work. That was those were the very late nights, <laughs> and that was that was hard work. But it was good, and what good good while we did it, we enjoyed it. But I thought when when it went over to Channel Five, it was, it was just about the right time for me because it, they were. That that's hard work. That is the the seventy two clubs, and uh, <laughs> but uh, it was good fun.
4: Now, I was just going to ask because obviously you played for both clubs. Um, did you ever play in a QPR Fulham derby? Uh, the only ones I had you down for were possibly the one all draw at Craven Cottage and QPR's three one win at Loftus Road in nineteen eighty
0: three. Yeah, um, I'm glad you told me that because I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't remember. Uh, anyway. I mean, there's a good chance, always a good chance that we. Uh, played, I played in, uh, in one of these games. Um, you know, the two clubs who, oh, the recent weeks have been good, haven't they? I, I, I'm just looking at the records. The last time either you got beat was actually against Brighton. Right. and uh And Ollie's, um you know, p- picked it up. I think he's, it looks like he's, uh, you know, he's got rid of some players, which I thought, you know, was, was always just sometimes just as important as getting players in. Because that can cause a problem having players who, who know they're not there, don't want to be there. Uh, he seems to have moved a few players on and changed, starting to change things around to what he wants. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought it was a good appointment when, when Ollie got the job. Yeah. You know, we all know what Ollie's about, the enthusiasm and energy. And it just seemed that's what, you know, QBR needed more than anything. You know, they needed, Q, uh, obviously, and the experience as well, the championship. And he's got all those ingredients.
4: Do you think, as well as, because we know all about the enthusiasm, he's um, got that in bundles, but do you think, I mean, in, in, ter- in terms <clears> of, <throat> of tactics, um, he's fairly astute, because he doesn't get much credit for that, but on on Thursday night against Reading, it looked like the game plan worked down to a tee. Yeah,
0: well, brilliant, didn't it? I mean, Reading, a very good size, but had some really good performances, you know, they think they, they're going to dominate possession. And do you, you think that Ollie is all about you know gung ho? But he, he's not. He's been around a long time, Ollie. I've known him for obviously. I, I live in the Bristol area. Oli, we we worked against each other when I was at Bristol City, and he was I was coaching at Bristol City, and Ollie was at Bristol Rovers, and and uh, he's been around a long, long time. So he, he knows different systems. He knows how to motivate players, and and tactically, he knows how to approach each game on its merits. And and but you, you've got to have the players to do that. And I just felt when he first went to QPR. The, the 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 kind of the messages or the 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 noises I was getting out of QPR was that you know he wasn't happy with the with the personnel maybe not in case of their quality but certainly lacked lack in balance and and not being able to do what he wanted them to do and I think he'll address that and i think he's although he's been out of the game he would have been studying the game and studying players you know, not only in his role at sky um you know that that you know when you work in television or into football. You, you, you always take your black book round with you. I've been doing it for several years now, and I've always got a black book. And if people ring me up and say, "What do you think of this player?" I've always got an answer. And so he would have been, he would have had his his, his, uh, his finger on the pulse, and 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 would know exactly what was going on. And uh, and I think recent results have shown that. So you know, it's, it's no point saying QB are in a, a false position because they're not. The championship is is a very difficult division, and they're not in a false position. They they are. It is what it is, but. I think that uh, with the plays that uh, he's got and the plays that he looks like he's going to be trying to get in uh, and with him at the helm, I think they'll be shooting up the table.
2: Well, what I was going to ask you, Leroy, in, in your time in football, especially with your son being involved with Brighton, uh, mm-hmm. what was it like when you signed for QPR with Jim Gregory there and stuff when, when you were a kid? Was it was it daunting? Has football changed much, do you think, to what um, Liam's going um, <clears>
0: through? It, it was a funny move for me because I was, I was it came right out of the blue. I was at Fulham. I was still very, very raw. I'd come from, uh, i played play for England schoolboys, so I didn't come the natural way through, you know, apprenticeship and stuff like that. I was still doing, I was doing my A-levels and I got a, a three-month trial at Fulham. I went to Fulham, signed pro a pro contract after two months. I was still learning my trades when I went to QPR. And then to go to QPR and to, be, and to play on the plastic as well, when you're trying to learn the game, was, was very difficult. And uh, I had not the greatest of times at, at QPR. You know, I, I, I felt that, you know, you had Gary Bannister in there, John Byrne, and Michael Robinson was there, more experienced players, and I, I never really felt I'd uh, got the opportunity, and I was a different sort of player to them. But I was still learning my trade, so it was a frustrating time for me at, at QPR. Even though we, you know, got to the Milk Cup final and, uh, uh, you know, when against you Oxford, you know, I sat, sat on the bench on that one, and um, so it was uh, a frustrating time for me at QBR. So uh, when I went back to Fulham, that's when I really found my feet because I. I'd, I was given the the responsibility of being the the striker, the number one striker, and and that's what I needed at that time. And QBR was, we had some very good players there, Terry Fenwick and and Steve Wicks and John Gregory. You know, there's some really good players there. So it was a difficult time for me at QBR, but I enjoyed it and it it taught me a lot. You know, when you have difficult times, that's when you learn the most. And I learned the most at QBR and that, that put me in good stead to go to Fulham and score goals. Went there for eight months and ended up at West Ham. So, you know, it, it was it was the right move for me at the time, but it, it didn't work out for me.
2: And also, the Milk Cup final never actually happened. But carry on.
0: <laughs> well, it never happened. The best thing that happened there was Jim Smith. It is, uh, it brought out the monkey on the coach to the way to the ground, and the monkey told us we were going to win three 0 So, the monkey got it wrong as well. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Hang sorry, Hang on. <laughs> who's who's <what's> the Monkey, <laughs> on, the, <laughs> what, monkey? <laughs> on the way to the ground on the way to the Twin tower, Jim 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 Smith was a. Uh, uh, obviously, the manager that time, he got a, a puppet out at the front of the coach and he started uh, doing this little uh, little act where the monkey and telling us that we were going to win 3-0. But, well, so, so the as in like he,
1: did, he was a ventriloquist, he he gave a go at
0: trying he, to be a ventriloquist? Exactly, he did oh, a okay. ventriloquist act with a with, with, with monkey. The thing is, though, we had a pet party <laughs> after, which, anyway. But, I thought you meant a real yeah, monkey. We had the best before and the best after, but you're right, the middle bit was uh, it's best forgotten.
2: I'll just try and get Jim Smith in the head <laughs> Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. yeah that, Roger yeah. the, the moment.
1: <laughs> well, well, of course, you did. You, you are memorable to QPR fans, despite you saying you didn't have a very good time there because you scored in the famous 6-0 against Chelsea.
0: Which did happen. Mm-hmm. That you, certainly did happen. I remember that. And, uh, I, yeah, yeah, Chelsea was one... Every time I play against Chelsea, I matter like, what a team. I seem to do all right. And, uh, you know, and... Uh, that was that was very. Much, I think it was a sunny day. It was on at uh, uh, Loftus Road. We absolutely battered them, and they were good side. They had good players, and that doesn't happen too often. And that was a really memorable day. I suppose that was the biggest. Was that the biggest win against Chelsea in QPR's history? I should think.
2: Yeah, it is. But also, totally yeah, derailed a yeah. championship season as well because they were doing really well. We absolutely muddled them. It
0: was brilliant. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good, and uh, you always say, for those. That's, that I certainly remember. And if you hadn't.
4: Sorry, Leroy. Sorry, I was going to say go if, ahead, go if, if you hadn't scored, we wouldn't be talking about a, a six nil win. All the years ago. going to be a five nil win,
2: which <laughs> doesn't quite have yeah, the exactly. same ring to it. Mentality.
0: It makes all the difference. Five nil doesn't really it doesn't sit that as well as six nil is a real thrashing. <laughs> yeah. You know. You so, know so, uh, the,
2: the weird thing, Leroy, that could have been nine or ten, couldn't it? We we every time we went forward, we looked like scoring. Every time we got the ball, we put them under pressure. Steve Francis was still having nightmares, I think. That's
0: right. Little still, Steve Francis in goal. Yeah, I remember that and. Uh, Yeah, we we, we played some excellent football. And we were capable of that at QBR. And I don't know if you remember, we we had a great home record, didn't we? We And then we'd go away from home and and we didn't win too many games away from home, away from the plastic. But we knew how to play on that pitch. And especially that day, we moved the ball brilliantly. Uh, And, uh, yeah, that was certainly a memorable day in the QBR shirt.
3: Leroy, I wanted to ask you about football in uh, West London and the Championship at the moment. Uh, at some mm-hmm. point in your career, you've been involved with um, all of those clubs, QPR, Fulham, Brentford, and there's only seven points separating those three clubs in the table at the mm-hmm. moment. I just thought, which of those t- three teams do you think are best positioned to succeed over the
0: next few seasons?
1: And if the answer's not QPR, uh, keep, uh, uh, keep going until you get it right.
0: Once you am I'm honest, and I think I, I, I see Les. Les comes in and does a little bit of work with us at, at Premier League. So I see Les on a regular basis. Um, at, at this moment in time, it, it, you, you look at Fulham and you think they they're in a good place. You know they've had a really good run of results. They, you know, luckily I've like been in the in the in the Premier League quite recently, and they seem to have found some stability. Oli's just gone in there, and Oli needs to find his feet, and he needs to be given time to find his feet. Um, and so I would, I would suggest that you know at this moment in time you know Brentford uh, obviously uh, under Dean Smith I think he's an excellent bloke, excellent manager. You know Brentford haven't haven't been there as yet, haven't been in the situation that they've been able to maybe you know get into the uh, into the into the Premier League. So you know it, it, on on paper at this moment in time it looks like Fulham are best position to do that. But what I will say is that I'm absolutely delighted that um, you know. All, Clubs are starting to look up, you know, Brentford are, uh, you know, when they in this division, you know, I think Brentford fans would be delighted to be, you know, trying their trade in this division and playing up against the likes of QPR and Fulham. But for Fulham and QPR, it is all about getting back in the Premier League for me. And then I think they're, they're, they're sorely missed. Um, but when you are in a downward spiral like um, Fulham and QPR have been, you could easily drop into League One, and uh, you've seen it with many clubs, and and that was a real fear for me with both my old clubs, um, the old clubs I played for. In all honesty, obviously now I don't think it's going to happen. Now it's a real shame to be saying that on a QBR podcast, but it's reality.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and they, they now hit. I think they've they hit what bottom. They're now starting to rebuild and rebuild sensibly, uh, um, with a view to uh, you know getting back in the Premier League as soon as they can. And I think that that needs to be the attitude amongst. QBR and Fulham fans. But at this moment in time, you have to say that, that Fulham, that the position in the league, they're eighth in the league compared to QBR 17th. I think they only lost the, the one game in I don't know how many. They're on a really good run of form. But I don't see that being far. And I think that's just around the corner for QPR. I think Oli will get them into a way of playing. As I said, he knows this division inside out. And I don't think that's far away from QBR. But at this moment in time, you know, Fulham are in a better situation.
4: Um, Leroy before we go I just wanted to take you back to that fateful day in uh, 1986 I, I think you came on as what? sub didn't you for, for, mm-hmm. for Martin Allen
0: yeah I did I came on as sub um, and, and uh, I think the physio said go make a name for yourself after we're 2-0 <laughs> down uh, uh, <laughs> Francis, so cheers cheers for that one <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was it, it was a horrible day yeah. um, you know people say you know you go to Wembley and my, my better memory of, of, of Wembley is, is when I went there as a caretaker manager of Bristol City with my son Liam, and we won. And the reason why it's a memorable day is because we won. Yeah. It, it was an awful. You know what I mean? It was an awful day. Yeah. Um, because you, you don't go to Wembley to lose. And so, it's, I haven't got the. You know, I've got I've got a box upstairs with loads of memory of Billy. I don't know where that losers' medal is. um <laughs> I felt like I hardly took part in a game. To, to be honest, I think all the players who played felt like they hardly took part in a game. We weren't well, as favourites and got absolutely mullered. And and so it, it, was, it, was a, it wasn't a great day and, and it wasn't something that you... You want to reminisce about, if you know what I mean. So, um, you know, Chris it, thought as he'd you ask said, you. It, anyway.
4: Yeah, no. I, what, the yeah, point? Thanks, I was thanks for that, Chris. Sorry, you mate. Know, the, the point you know, I was coming to him in a better
0: position. doesn't mean you have to do that to me. <laughs> <man>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the, the point I was coming to was that you came on for Martin Allen, who said that he, he was uh, he, he said that he was probably Oxford's best player on that day because he couldn't make a, a tackle <laughs> or a header. Um, you, have I, you had yeah. a bad day today? No, Chris? no I was just going to say um, his nickname was Mad Dog. Was he really as as, as mad as the nickname suggests? Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was, So Martin was Martin, I, I get on really well with Martin, obviously, um, uh, I know, he, he, he's done really well, I think, he's carved out a career for himself in the lower divisions as a manager, and I think that's really difficult, and it's your shown that, you know, managers in, in, in the lower leagues don't get the chances that they deserve, but Martin was Martin, and uh, yes, he was eccentric, he still is, and, uh, but he was himself, and uh, uh, and I like that about him He was, uh, he wanted to win uh, and he was honest as well that's, that's one thing you say about Martin Allen he's straight straight as a guy so yeah he, he was a mad dog uh, he, I think he would uh, admit that but he's calmed down a little bit now I know he had, he had a little bit of heart problem recently and he needs to calm down as well and I'm glad he's managing that and I'm glad he's uh, I think he's just moved mit- mit- to hasn't he from, from Barnet uh, right. but uh, he's, he's a good lad Martin and, and he's, he's what is great company as well, and uh, there's a lot of footballers I could say that about. And Martin's one of them.
1: Nice, uh, Leroy. Thank you. I, I have got loads of questions about this black book that you mentioned, um, but I think about we, what sorry? the black book that you mentioned. How, how, how does that oh, work?
0: Uh, yeah. I've got a black book. I've got a black book with names of players because because I do so much work now in the media. I I mean I'm I'm starting to a couple of nations this week. And this is a player that I, I, I reckon I recognise a young player. I'll put him in my black book and just put a mark around it and put a date by it as to when I've uh, I've seen him. Um who's I, the most recent name in there? Um most recent name in there Any Q players in there. <laughs> <laughs> Most, um, most
1: recent name in there is Ryan Manning.
0: That's the, that's that that that's, that's, that's the one I'll put I'll that in there now. I'll put that in there. <laughs> there you now. go. You um, had it first. I put that in there now. But the other thing I've been doing is writing the book as well. I've just oh. finished the book. Excellent. So uh, and that comes out on February the 28th. So I've been busy doing that as well. So um, well, give it yeah, a plug so, uh, mate.
4: What's it called and where? where, where um, what's it about?
0: Uh, it's it's called It's Only Banter, and it's about my my father, myself, and the three generations. Uh, the uh, of, of my family and uh, it's not just a football book about just the stories about football it's about my dad's life when he came over here my life in football and other things and, and Liam's life and, and lots of things around that had, a lot of people keep telling me I've had a very interesting in writing trying to push me to, to write it so I've managed to do it and uh, it comes out on February 28th as I said it's called It's Only Banter it's, um, it's supposed to be it's a social commentary and, and it's one for it's not just about for football it's for, for schools as well because it gives us a history of what has has happened in this country over uh, from the fifties right through to, to now. Um, with football as a uh, as a as a as a background and lots of other things. So, um I had lots of stories to tell. Uh, not only my, my father but, you know, playing for Sierra Leone and playing in the African Cup of Nations, managing in the African Cup of Nations and and uh, uh yeah, I, did, I when when you put it on paper I didn't realise I'd done so much, you know, so uh, I hope people find it interesting. It's slightly different from, you know, I'm no Paul Gascoigne. I'm certainly not no Wayne Rooney really, who writes a uh, autobiography, you know, every <laughs> single year. I'm only going to do it once. So uh, I hope people find it interesting for the right reasons. And it's and, it, and it's really to kind of bring people together as well. It's got lots of incidents, racist incidents, things that have happened to me, good incidents, but it's about bringing people to get people, bringing people together and getting them to understand that we can come together and, and how how to deal with those things in, the, in a positive way, which I've tried to do. So, yeah, I hope people like it and I hope people enjoy it. Mate, that sounds That's, like um, it's
2: going to be a great read. And it, hopefully, well, it'll pave the, the, the way for lots of other people to become managers and, and go on and do things because it, there is a real lack of um, different cultures making it as far as a top table in football and, and that needs to change.
0: That does need to change, but it needs to come both ways because, you know, uh, yes, we need to encourage, you know, people as ethnic minorities to to get jobs there needs to be there needs to be the pathway through for them as well, that's, that's a massive thing but I've also come across a lot of people who said no, I'm not doing that because there's not enough role models so it's like the chicken and the egg which comes first you have to, if you come across difficulties and you know yeah, we all know what it was like when I was playing the, the, the racism and the, and the bananas being thrown at you either you either walk away or you stand up to it and try and deal with it in a positive way and try and address it and address the situation and trying to get people to understand that what they're doing isn't isn't right, and to then them to go and influence other people to get them to make sure that they don't do it, uh, and that's always been my attitude. You know, so you know when I was one of the few managers in the in the football league when I was managing at Torquay and Brentford, I think I was always one of two or three, and I knew I was in a position of responsibility in terms of trying to get other people to come into the game. Then when I went into the media, there's I think there weren't many. Uh, people of colour, you know, on the BBC, Garth Crooks. And, but now I, I look at the media, look at television, I see loads of ex-players going on the media of colour, with different cultures. And, and, you know, but when I started, that wasn't the case. And, and so, you know, people always, always think that maybe we're not making progress. But when I look at where we were and where we are, we certainly are making progress. There needs to be a lot more made in terms of uh, managers of, of colour, of ethnic minority, but we still need to be positive. We can't just complain about it you know it's that right complaining but what's the solution and i keep asking people that. i ask liam that when he rings me up and says oh dad this and that and i say, well what's the solution and he usually comes up with a solution and i say that to lots of young people don't just complain about it find the answer so we can all move forward
1: brilliant brilliant well said mate leroy thank you very okay. much thank you very much no problem please do come on Pleasure. again and um yeah thanks for joining us when the By the way, I hope, good.
0: It, I hope it's a draw at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> six double no we Will be another six no big man. <laughs> Take care. Right. Bye. Right. Bye. thanks Bye.
2: Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, quite a wide ranging interview. In oh, it was to well. be.
2: Really good. I think it's interesting how he was very cagey not to show preference to either Fulham or QPR. But oh, I
1: thought he showed clear preference to... to Fulham. Oh, really? I thought he was just polite. He was polite. He wasn't rude, but it's obvious his like, heart's it, at Fulham well, no, he's, over he's, QPR. No, well, uh, he was just quite
3: mm-hmm. honest about his time at uh, QPR. Yeah, it didn't go as well as f- it did at Fulham. I mean, no, yeah, that was fine. I think what he fair. said
2: is that people like Johnny Byrne and, and Bannister and that uh, you know were, were much better players because we were world class and Fulham. He got a chance because they were a bit rubbish. Nothing and he also that. said that that any Fulham's isn't I make no apology. <laughs> Probably <laughs> well, that not. That was the KPI. Was the biggest learning curve for him. So,
4: so he could go well and go, go and play well for Fulham and West Ham. Didn't the
2: really weird, weird thing is, look, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Actually, nobody at the time, even amongst the Roman fan base, realised how good Gary Pannister actually was as a main forward. If he was around now, he'd have been sold for 50, 15 to twenty million, despite everything, because he was. The absolute nuts as a striker.
1: I should say to any of our listeners who are under the age of 31, all those games, well, the Milk Cup final, which you don't want to watch, but also the Chelsea 6-0 is available on YouTube. Um, (laughs) It's a very good watch. Um, Before we go on to ours then, let's just do transfers, ins and outs. Um, Well, we kind of covered last week Sandro, Poulter and Cherry going. Um, I'm thinking back to the kit launch when we had that kit launch and quite a few fans and fans groups um, got invited and um, uh, uh, Poulter and Cherry launched the kit and they've both (laughs) gone and Grant Hall was the third one well the kit's
4: gone as well so yeah that's true Poulter
3: (laughs) I think it's good business for the club really if Cherry's gone for four million plus and we only paid no, I don't know what we paid for him. That's three point five. Making a profit on him is brilliant, considering his form this season. And mm. Polter going for double what we paid for him again is brilliant, considering he scored ten goals in forty odd games.
4: Yeah, I, I really, I think it's one in five his strike rate. Um, and, and and last week, I don't, I know you sort of uh, praised Polter for his attitude and stuff, and mm. I didn't really say a lot. I mean, I would go along with that. I would, um, you know, he 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 was the one player that did get the fans going, so I think it he, he would be missed in that regard. But. We do need somebody who's a little more prolific, I think.
2: Sandra, yes. Lowe. that's got to be a deal of the century, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey? we'll I thought
3: it. Silla was really unlucky to get subbed off against Brighton. I so we, did he, by the look of it. I know. Yeah, I know He yeah. we went yeah. on to win the game, but you look at how dynamic his performance was there. Brighton. Sorry? Against uh, Reading, sorry. Reading.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, right. So it was, I was at Brighton. We didn't win that one. <laughs> Ward and Freeman. Danny Ward and Luke Freeman are the current favourites to come in. Really good players.
2: That would be good business. Really good
4: business. Yeah, I mean, Ward's got 10 goals in, frankly, Rotten's side this season. In in the Championship, not in League One. So uh, I'd be very surprised if there's not others coming in for him. 1.2 million is, I think, what what Dave Mack said we'd had rejected Hmm. for him. Yeah,
3: I'll be completely honest. I don't know if if they're good signings or not because I haven't seen enough of them, but um, you'd just have to trust the club's judgment on it, even though we're letting players go now that we've signed. But the good thing is, if we do get those players, um, one of the criticisms back earlier in the season was that we weren't really doing very well because we had too many players who had no championship experience. But these guys will know the league inside out, which That's is a what good I mean.
2: sign. Yeah, I think we should um, hopefully loan out Washington as well. Maybe get some goals under his belt and see if he can get another move because it's not going to work for Mid Rangers, is it? I mean, it's only
4: going to work for him if he plays up front in a in, in a two or whatever. And when the thing is, if we we shunt him out on the left wing, then he's not going to get goals. That's the problem. No. Nah.
2: But it's going to be a big ass to get money back. But it doesn't matter. We got our money back and Paul to and more, and maybe that will just. And we're signing the
1: up. right players from the players from the right types of levels and clubs. No more.
4: Which is why there was this question mark for me over Rabel Morrison. Um, but it's, going
3: to it's be a short term deal, so maybe. Yeah. No. You know. He's is that, that happening? Himself. Is that happening? Well, that's the word. He's been. He's going to be offered a short term deal, but nothing's confirmed yet.
2: I'd like to see Doherty get a go. I really would. it has been hanging around for so long. Yeah. You think we're not in a position, we're not going to go up, we're not going to go down if we, if we get some. We won't go down, we'll, we'll string enough results together. What a bit, for him and Furlong, this should be a huge time. and I'd like to see both of them get some more games Ooh. to see what they can do. Because Dirty is a good player. It's he good just has to get a chance.
3: It's good to see Ben Gladwin score at a weekend as well. It was good.
2: I mean, I, I talked
4: about that last week, about, uh, mm. and, and I think now the shackles are off, he's not walking out onto the pitch, and every touch he, he, he's going to get booed by somebody. Why was it, do you think? Well, I think he had a couple of indifferent games, and you know, like he, he shanking a few into Rose Ed, and, and and you know, he's, he's quite gangly on the ball. And I, I think maybe he wasn't played in the right position as well. And uh, do you know what some of the QPR fans are like? I mean, some of fans at any club they like to have a scapegoat, and Ben Gladwin was the the mm-hmm. opp- opposite to the flavor of the month. And um, yeah, uh, and then now the shackles are off him. He's playing again. It might be because he's in League One, but he scored a belter of a goal. Um, uh, at the weekend, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about twenty yards out, top corner. So, yeah, I really hope he does. He does well there. And, and as I said last week, I can't see him coming back here because why would you want to come back? And you know, maybe he won't be welcomed back by some fans.
3: Ooh.
2: But Furlong was brilliant, wasn't he on
1: Thursday? He was he, fantastic. Was I, well, just, him and joey together. Mm. So really well.
4: yeah, just offered so much. Looks gold. more confident as well, doesn't he? Totally. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, I wasn't over keen when he went to Swindon line. I don't like to him to stay here, but, you know, he, he looks. I mean, I, I, I rated him when he was in the Premier League and, and, and no, I, I thought, and he just gives us that extra going forward. And for once, we, we actually, we were attacking with pace and every time we got the ball, we looked like, you know, we make something out of it, which mm. is, we haven't seen for ages.
3: Ars uh, End. I'll do mine first. Uh, after the Reading game, Ian Holloway um, had an, in, quite a frank interview on Sky where He said, You know, I hope it's going to be a good weekend. He thought he might become a granddad for the first time because his daughter had two miscarriages last year. So I haven't heard any news about it, but it'd be good if the club, you know, let us know and just wishing him all the best and and hope everything went well.
1: Um,
3: Right. Well, first of all,
1: my end, first of all, the club have rescued Valentine's Day. Um, if you haven't seen that news today, the, the Burton game has been rearranged it's gone for, for um, hey. Saturday the twenty eighth. It was previously on uh, the fourteenth. Makes sense. Of February makes sense, um, and also saves any awkward conversations about.
3: Well, I was planning a romantic pie and burger <laughs> deal
1: <laughs> down in at Loftus Road. In, Road. In, in <laughs> yeah, do you think I'm they moved busy. that? Yeah, do you think they moved that game because Hoos is? Um, wife or, or partner said um, yeah. <laughs> shift that game from right. Valentine's fact,
2: Day. We, we need to be careful of wild rumours and speculation. <laughs> yes, yes. And clearly right. that would not happen, but hey, everyone's a winner.
1: Everyone's a winner. Um, and the other one is John Sharp has been in touch and his um, his his son George who has no, been on George. the podcast. We George, Little George. No, yeah. Hello, George. He listens to us. He's, he's I'm almost certain, our youngest listener. Um, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Wednesday. George. Um, he's nine years old um, and... We wanted to wish you happy, happy Only birthday. Only
4: nine. It's Bobby's, Zamora's birthday today as well. The 36.
2: New, we, George, will be the new George... Um, George? The new George? The new John Watson. I'm telling you, that wee lad's got a big career for himself in stats and figures and football. I'm telling you, <laughs> he knows far more than I will ever know. But happy birthday, fella, and we haven't sworn this week, just for you. Yeah.
4: Uh, well, funny enough, I've got a stat to uh, end the show with. Uh, we've won more league games this year than Barcelona, Real Madrid... Bayern Munich and Liverpool put together so that's the that sort of start I like. Yeah. can we get that going yeah um, and, and I was just going to mention we have two mentions I'm doing a you here Paul sorry mm. um, first first of all Curtis Fleming oh yeah uh, uh, um, I, 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 I think he's first team coach title yeah. but he's clearly a defensive coach as well and he came in and he, everyone looked at his, his last two results with Hartlepool where they shipped nine goals and obviously, we in that six-game run, he was getting quite a lot of stick. But in our last three games, we've kept two clean sheets. So now he's the goal. Messiah. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> he's but no front spec and football career. But, but maybe, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, but maybe he deserves a bit of credit for, for helping to, to...
2: Why not? But, Everyone deserves credit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
4: and, of course, Jamie Mackey. No, I ah. haven't mentioned him. Um, and, I, that, 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 again, he, well, actually, he'd be in the run. He'd be joint with with, with uh, Shoek for a player of 2017, I think, because... He's been immense and he looks like the old Jamie Mackey. In fact, better than the old you Jamie Mackey. Do you know what, Chris? I
2: would go as far to say get Donald Trump off the Time Magazine Man of the Year. Yeah. And stick it on Jamie <laughs> Mackey now because he deserves it. Did you notice, by the way? I know sure. I'll let you come back to it in a second. No, but, I've, I've, I've no, pretty much finished. But now. on Thursday, when your man phoned him, Mackey went up to him at half time and was laughing in his face and said, Is that the best you can do? And yeah. he was probably bringing it on. And that's what we needed someone to lead from the front, someone to be. Someone to beat Jimmy Mackey again because he gets it gets slaughtered a lot. Jimmy Mackey does, but he is just pure, pure aggression passion and everything we need to do actually okay in this league he might not and be brilliant in premiership but he works as and he's
4: also not he had the, he's been labelled like headless chicken a lot in the past but I don't think you know he's got his head back on again now mate because he was like
3: he was terrorising Give- those Reading and he knows how to celebrate when you score oh, against your former oh, club brilliant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh why not I did not understand that did you see that thing the next day Should, he's not even lawn at Reading for Christ's sake and to be fair they, they slaughtered him all that game so he had every right to rub it up with them
4: what would you do if Charlie Austin came back here with Southampton and celebrated in front of the loft
3: be fine, fair with, play it. To him. Be
1: fine with it
2: Charlie yeah. Austin in fairness was a QPR player he, um, Jim Mackey was a ready nor knee and to be fair he did, when he did the kit launch a couple of years ago he said it was great to be wearing the real hoops again mm. yeah. so I'm just saying that players
1: should celebrate a goal they score regardless of who it's against I mean come on unless
3: it's an own goal yeah
2: I mean, the only person I've <laughs> never seen celebrate was when Les scored sure for Newcastle right, no, when Les scored for Newcastle against Rangers he didn't celebrate yeah. I remember him coming back I remember that because that was really anyway my eyes in the show is quite quick oh we've uh, not done that ok sorry. yeah, yeah go, um, on. Go, on, go on go on and, and that is that it's they, not about the
1: inauguration is it
2: no I can't spell that. The inaugurination. Yeah. Sorry. Don't don't even... I, I can't trump that and that's my last ever joke. <laughs> yeah. We've got a, a yeah. terrible... It's going to be dark days ahead. Anyway, we'll be fine. I'm sure... <laughs> this America, is our last
1: podcast in a pre-Trump world.
2: Was it? Uh, I'm sure he would be taking the piss. It's been good okay. knowing you. Sorry, George. Oh, sorry, George. Uh, sorry, George. <laughs> sorry, George. And
1: you can't say that. Get your that. dad to explain uh, that one to you. <laughs>
2: allegedly. Yeah. Russian information. Anyway, yeah. um, thanks to everyone who sent messages about her mum. She's doing much better and thank you for mentioning it last week Chris as well I really appreciate it but I had a moment of fun in the hospital yesterday which is I shouldn't really admit this and this sums up my mother and her attitude towards life is that um, she's, she's, she's been visited by the priest so she's only word with the priest and the wee Jewish woman next to her hadn't had the rabbi yet so my mum thought what the hell sent the, over the priest the priest did his thing rabbi turns up and it's like hello there. how are you better you alright she goes oh, I've been seen uh, not by <laughs> me you haven't because I'm the only rabbi here Because goes oh no I've seen the priest and we had a conversation and myself and Fronica have decided it's more or less the same thing anyway so it's all fine and I've never seen a rabbi so confused in all my life so in she's hospital. converting people he see, didn't stick one on the priest did he <laughs> no and then, oh, do you know what we can learn a lot from older people in hospital who have got all, who um, are fighting every day to stay on this planet and it's it's, it's, a, it's a nice place to be when all the world is horrible sometimes within a couple of hours in the hospital you see humanity in huge huge instalments anyway but never mind that. Sorry mum, I mean I love you and I'm glad you you how do we now
1: segue to Fulham predictions from that? This is where I'm going. Yeah, okay. Has
2: has anyone noticed? No, no, no lads, I'm being serious here. The rivalry with Fulham is a bit weird, don't you think? Because I don't remember growing up and really disliking Fulham at any level. We used to play them in the pre-season friendly. We used to play them in the league. Well, that's, that's
4: the thing. I mean, we did. We, we haven't had not had a huge history of playing against them in those days because they, they were like fourth division, weren't they, back in the day? I really.
3: And there's nothing wrong to, with that, Chris.
2: Everyone's got no, a place well, in
3: life. I really started to dislike them more, like when I paid over fifty quid to watch us lose their six nil. That's when I really started to really annoy me.
2: Oh yeah, that. Now the thing is, we don't hit them. Brentford hit us. Fulham hit us and we hit Chelsea. So and and Chelsea aren't that bothered about
4: the us. The best to be chat honest.
2: I ever ever heard on going to Fulham was everyone going to, the Rangers fans going down and Fulham fans Road all saying Tristan and Sebastian were coming for you. You will never beat that. But, but I it I reckon scan that well. But yeah, we, I reckon we'll do them Saturday and I reckon it'll be four nil. We owe them one. And I'm serious. We you are good. We are going to trounce them on Saturday because they're doing well. They're coming down to the bush. We're going to show them proper passion, proper support, and we're going to batter them. I'm
4: telling you. Well, I work with a Fulham fan who claims, although I've not seen it anywhere, that, that someone's describing Fulham as the Rolls Royce of the Championship. But I think we're going to let their ties down on Saturday, and I, I'm, I'm saying
1: uh, I'm saying two nil. I am going to inject some realism Ugh. into this, and I think we, we're generally agreed that we're going to finish somewhere around mid-table, probably maybe high up, maybe top half. If we
4: win fifteen out of our last twenty, we'll be in the playoffs.
1: But we're probably not going to do no. that, and I think the the true meaning of transition is like you know things developing and or, or whatever, and so I can't see us winning four in a row. I'm I, in which case I will go for a one or draw.
2: I just, but David. I mean, I'm not being funny. They're going to come down here. They're going to be in the. Uh... Banter type terrible way because their banter is shocking. I don't really do banter at all, but Fulham's banter is the worst. You do yeah. yeah, right. It's the worst. It
1: is the worst and it's shocking. They're But we're is. not playing them at banter. Yeah. Are we? It's all banter by Leroy Rosinia out in good bookshops soon. Indeed. We're not playing them at banter. No. We're playing them at football. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Anyway, my <laughs> I d- I just we hope have be- to finish this show just at just some point. I just hope tonight. it's better than the Brentford game. <laughs>
2: This, mean, this means everything to them this is not just a cup final this is a Champions League final this is, this is going to be in the UEFA cup final they hate us any QPR fa- player listen to this please beat them wee bastards and teach them a lesson that we George. are the pride of West London <laughs> sorry George and we will always be the pride of West London because we are West London and we are the only West London club we are going to slaughter them 4-0 I'm telling Cristiano you
1: Cristiano Mendes you're the only one who hasn't done a prediction
3: oh, it's... 4-0
2: Chris come on we're just
3: I think we might just, just get edged out of this one um I think we might just lose 2-1. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I Paul, think we'll play well. say goodbye to everyone on the microphone. I'm disgusted
1: by you.
2: Yeah. 4-0. UPR! UPR! Rangers
0: are on the